0: Hello and welcome to the BTG Podcast. I am your host, Jen Fable, of BTG Wellness and LiveLifeUnbroken.com. BTG stands for Bridge the Gap, and it is inspired by my own healing journey. After receiving seven different mental health diagnoses by the age of 19, I quickly realized that there was a massive gap between what I believed and understood in my head and what I truly felt in my heart. And no matter how many therapists I went to, I couldn't seem to bridge that gap until I found the tools and information that I share in my one-on-one private sessions, trainings, and right here on this podcast. My goal is to help you begin to bridge that gap by bringing you different topics related to mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. And in case you didn't know, this podcast is recorded live during my weekly Zoom virtual healing circles. These are weekly virtual gatherings that are 100% free and no RSVP is required, so you are welcome to come whenever you can and stay as long as you want. Each week, we open the space with a candle meditation, after which I will share with you my favorite grounding practices and lead you through a circle casting, guided meditation and breath work, followed by a soul-inspiring gratitude practice. If you are interested in learning more about how you can continue your journey and experience my virtual healing circles in real time, please visit www.btgwellness.com slash circle and join my free circle membership. Of course, if you like what you hear in today's episode, please remember to leave a review and share the love by sharing this episode with your friends, family, and social network. And as always, if you have any questions, please know you can always reach out to me through my website at www.btgwellness.com or through email or social media. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Virtual Healing Circle with me, Jen Fable of LiveLifeUnbroken.com and BTG Wellness. And tonight we're going to talk about your inner child archetype. Now, this is part two in a four-part series where we're talking about the main archetypes of healing and survival. So if you did want a recap of last week, you can go back and catch up on that episode on the podcast. But today we're going to talk about the inner child and how you can start healing this part of you. So why is this important? As we said last week, this is important because each of us works with four main archetypes that are connected to our survival and our healing, including the child. These archetypes run in the background of all of our thoughts, all of our actions, all of our behaviors, all of our beliefs. And if we don't know what to look for, then these are running out of our awareness, out of control. This is important because each of these archetypes has a huge impact on our work, on our relationships, on our spirituality, on our finances, on our potential. Just because you've shoved it in the corner or crammed it down doesn't mean it's not there. You're probably there more. And this is important because learning how to recognize these patterns instead of drinking them away, of eating them away, of running them away, of working out of them away, of doing anything away, is what lets you find the deeper healing and the meaning in your healing journey. So just a recap, what is an archetype? So according to Swiss psychologist Carl Jung, it's a pattern of thought or a belief system that's stored in what's called the collective unconscious. So basically, think of an archetype like a template. If I were to say to you, oh my gosh, that person's such a jock, or that person's a geek, or that person's a diva, without me having to say anything else, you have a template, you have a picture, you have an idea of what they are. You can kind of figure out what they might look like, right? Someone who's a jock, well, they're probably quite athletic, maybe not so academically inclined. The geek, probably not so socially motivated, but highly intelligent. The diva likely wants everything their way, very into how they look. Even if you don't know the person, if they fit into that mold, that template, that archetype, it creates the specific idea of what their fears might be, what their vulnerabilities might be, things they need to confront or overcome as part of the sacred contracts. So knowing the different archetypes is knowing about the templates that may or may not be running in your life. Now, there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and infinite number of archetypes. And we often see these in the stories that we tell, in the movies that we create and that we watch. Things like The Healer, like The Gossip, like The Warrior, like The Vampire, a very popular archetype in a lot of pop culture. Now, according to Carolyn Meese, who is the expert on all things archetype and literally wrote the book, We work with 12 archetypes in each of our lifetimes, eight of which are specific to us and four which are universal, which means they are in all of us. And the four archetypes that are universal are the saboteur, which we talked about last week, the child, the victim, and the prostitute. Now, before we get into the child, I wanna remind you that the archetypes are neutral. Despite the little stories you might tell yourself in your head about what they mean, All archetypes are neutral. We like to think that the hero is good and the victim is bad. But all archetypes are comprised of the shadow and the light. Each one helps us learn more about ourselves, about how we are showing up. Are we shining our light so bright it ignites light in others? Or are we hiding it in shadow? And the more conscious you can become about these patterns... The more likely you are to be able to bring these patterns into the light and have them have positive influences on your life, as opposed to when they're in shadow, where they'll just become a shit show. So, the child archetype. The child archetype is the first one that we identify with. Therefore, it is our beginning. It sets us up for our earliest perceptions of life, for what we believe about safety, about loyalty, about family, about love. It is the guardian of our innocence. And the lesson that it comes to bring us is to help us move from dependency to responsibility. Its role in your life is to help set up perceptions of life and help you heal, prepare, and teach what you need in order to care for yourself. As a child, we don't know how to care for ourselves. We are dependent on others. Part of growing up isn't just about getting a job, finding our right people, making money. It's about learning how to care for ourselves. So learning about how to take responsibility for ourselves, about knowing what we need, about ensuring that we are getting our needs met, not because we are depending on others to give it to us, but because we know what we need and we know how to ask for it in a healthy way. Now, like all archetypes, there's the light side and the shadow side. When the child archetype is in the light, you can easily tap into your playfulness, into your imagination, into fun. You find it easy to find responsibility and take responsibility for yourself and you have independence from others. You hold on to this innocence and this wonder and you can see the magic in life regardless of what life throws at you. When the child archetype is in the shadow, there's this inability or refusal to grow up. There is this desire to, it's not my fault. It's always someone else's fault. I don't want to take responsibility. They start to get the idea of responsibility mixed up with blame When the child is in shadow, we will suffer from feelings of abandonment. We won't develop our independence, and so we'll either remain dependent or we will give ourselves the illusion of independence by fostering codependency. Codependency is when it takes two people to manage one person. Let me say that one again. When it takes two people to manage one person, when you don't know what you want or need, it needs someone else to help you with that as codependency. The child archetype when in shadow doesn't know how to develop its independence because of its refusal to take responsibility it remains trapped in codependent or dependent patterns now the child archetype can show up in our lives in a couple of different forms i'm going to go through the five most common ones First one is the orphan child. This one is about representing our fear of surviving alone in the world. And we'll see this one a lot in children's stories. Think Harry Potter, think Annie. The orphan child archetype is very common in children's stories. The orphan child archetype has a fear of being alone and likely had to develop independence very early in life. When we have this upbringing, when we have this experience in our childhood and we heal it, we bring the orphan child into the light. And when in the light, the orphan child is all about knowing that you're supported and that you are surrounded by community who cares, who helps you with your independence because it helps foster interdependence. Interdependence is when you know you can do it on your own and you choose to become part of a community because you know that it gets you farther. Because you know you deserve support, because you know that you are worthy of it. When we don't heal the orphan child, it stays in shadow, and this leads to an inability to grow up. This holding on to feelings of abandonment I'm always the orphan, no one ever wants to be with me. So, healing the orphan child is all about developing your interdependence. There's the magical or the innocent child. A great example of the embodiment of this archetype in the light is Anne Frank who endured unthinkable trauma, and yet still was able to believe that there is beauty in everything. When the magical and innocent child archetype is in the light, there's a belief that things are beautiful, that there is a part of us that is enchanted and enchanting to others. This archetype shows great wisdom and courage in the face of overwhelming difficulties. And it demonstrates the power of the imagination and belief that anything is possible. When this archetype is in the shadow, we'll find ourselves retreating into fantasy. We'll find ourselves believing that miracles can't happen. We'll get very pessimistic. We'll get very hard. We'll develop this outer shell. We'll think that dreams are foolish. Adults shouldn't have dreams. That's stupid. Dreams are for children. And that's a sign that this archetype is in the shadow. Another variation of the child archetype is the wounded child. This one has a very big place in my heart because this is the one that I got to work with. The wounded child holds memories of abuse, of neglect, and other traumas that were endured during childhood, generally under the age of seven. With the wounded child, there was in childhood widespread emotional and psychological damage that we can either shove down and ignore or address and heal. These painful childhood wounds will, will repeat themselves and replay themselves over and over and over and over again in your adult life until that trauma or that wound is healed. When there has been trauma, we think that somehow we're damaged, but it's just the wounded child archetype attempting to heal. When we bring this archetype into the light, we find forgiveness. The wounded child archetype is part of the path to forgiveness. It's a part of the path of awakening compassion, and it's a part of finding a path of service. The wounded child archetype makes up a lot of therapists in the world. There's this desire, once you found the light, to then help other wounded children heal. When we don't heal, when we think that we just have to pretend it never happened, don't talk about it, don't speak about it, pretend it didn't exist, We keep this archetype in shadow and we end up with this abiding sense of self-pity. We tend to blame our parents for our current shortcomings. If they hadn't fucked me up, I'd have been fine. I now have the short end of the stick and I'm screwed for life because my parents were terrible. I sadly have a friend who is very much like this. And it is awful to watch someone who continues to ignore the fact that they have the power to heal this. Remember, our archetypes are neutral. Whether it's reflecting the darkness or reflecting the light is your choice. It's based on your decision of whether or not you want to heal it, which starts with awareness, which is why it's so important for me to talk about archetypes. When this part is in the shadow, we have a really strong resistance to moving through for forgiveness. I can never forgive. I will never forget. Because if I forgive and I forget, that it means they got away with it. And when we hold on to that, we keep this archetype in the darkness. We're also very likely to invite dysfunctional relationships into our lives. If you find that you're always dating narcissists, and no matter who I meet, there's always a problem, check in on your inner child and see whether or not it's in the light or in the shadow. The nature child! A great example of this in pop culture is Dr. Doolittle. This one's all about nature and a connection to Mother Earth and animals. They literally will talk to the animals. When the nature child is in the light, they love the outdoors and they can easily balance this tender emotional qualities with an inner toughness, and an ability to survive. A beautiful vine that crawls up a tree or up a wall is tough as hell. You ever try to get rid of those bastards? (laughs) Don't not assume that their beauty means that they don't have an inner strength. The nature child has a strong affinity for friendships with animals and creates very strong bonds. They form personal relationships with every single item in nature. They have a great rapport with animals and can't understand why others don't. When this archetype is in the shadow, they will actually demonstrate a cruelty towards animals. There will be a tendency to abuse animals, to abuse people, and to abuse the environment. Those who are part of the destruction of the rainforest have their nature child in shadow. The eternal child, obviously we all know Peter Pan and most likely know Joan Rivers who's the human embodiment of the eternal child. When this archetype is in the light, we are determined to remain young in body, mind, and spirit. We actively lean into the aging process because we find joy in every stage. We see the wonder and the internalness of our soul. There is no aging, that's an illusion. My soul is eternal. When this archetype is in the shadow, there's a refusal to grow up and a refusal to embrace adult responsibilities. Think the teenage son who won't get off your sofa. Become dependent on others for physical security. There's an inability to accept aging as a process. Plastic surgeons cater to this group. They don't want to look their age. They don't want to embrace the fact that the physical body is meant to change just as your internal self is meant to change. Now, how do you know if there is child behavior in your life? How do you know if there is someone in your world or in your own life that is having some child aspects of their archetype in shadow? If you find yourself wanting to be pitied. If you're pouting, if you have that like hands on the hips and you don't want to make eye contact and I just don't want to, I just, I don't want to talk up. I don't want to set a boundary. They're going to be mad at me. That's an indication that your child might be in shadow. If you always need to be the center of attention, like always, or if there's someone in your life who always needs to be the center of attention, instead of labeling them as a narcissist, maybe send some compassion their way that their inner child is in shadow and they don't even know it. If there's a total refusal to take responsibility for their life, if they need to blame other people, if they need people to do things for them because they claim that they're incapable of it, even though we know they are, that's an indication that the child archetype is in shadow. If you know anyone who throws a temper tantrum to get their way, I've had some bosses like that, and that is their inner child in shadow. If you find yourself saying things like, it's not fair, Nobody cares about me. No one ever thinks about me or I don't deserve this. That is indication that there might be some aspects of your child archetype in shadow. So how to heal your inner child. You develop independence and interdependence. In order to overcome the challenges of this archetype, you have to learn to take responsibility for your life and not just the stuff you consciously choose. Taking responsibility means acknowledging that where you are in your life is by definition the sum total of all your conscious and your unconscious decisions. So whether you like it or not, what is showing up for you, who called to you? When we are willing to take responsibility, not from the shadow side of thinking it's blame. Spider-Man was right. With great power comes great responsibility. That means with great responsibility comes great power which means healing your inner child is all about taking responsibility and taking back your power. It's about learning how to stop depending on others. I don't know what you want. I don't know what I want for dinner. What do you want? I don't care. What do you want? Taking responsibility for knowing what you want and then sharing it. Learning how to develop healthy detachment, not codependency, not attachment, not detachment where we push people away or avoidance. But healthy detachment, which I did talk about in previous episodes, if you wanted to go back and get a recap, and how to give unconditional love. Love with boundaries is not the same thing as love with conditions. Learning how to give unconditional love, love with boundaries, but without conditions. A lot of us have a hard time with that. That's all part of healing your inner child. So, some key concepts to remember. Despite the fact that you're probably judging yourself right now, all archetypes are neutral. They're neutral. This is a neutral energy. It's just about, am I shining it within the light, or am I hiding something in shadow? Am I embodying the best parts of this, or am I letting the worst parts of it run the show? Remember that your child archetype is the guardian of your innocence. It's calling you to have fun, damn it! Life doesn't have to be so damn serious. You can have laughter in your life. You can find the magical in the mundane. You get to choose. And remember that healing your child archetype is allowing you to embrace the oldest and deepest parts of you. A lot of us like to shove our child archetype down because it's the part that knows all our secrets. It's the part that knows who we were then, that we don't want people to know we were. As long as we deny that part of us, we keep it in shadow. And so learning how to bring it up into the light allows you to tap into the best parts of what this archetype can bring into your life. And as always, I want to remind you to decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. Nothing makes us want to crap our pants more than facing our inner child. Woo! <laughs> we shoved it in the closet and pushed it in the darkness for a reason. And just decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. And that's always the decision that will take you to the next step. And as always, if you have any questions about anything from tonight's circle or podcast, please know you can always reach out to me through my website at www.btgwellness.com, livelifeunbroken.com, or through email or through social media. I love this. um, I love this topic. It was very, very interesting. And I love how it's a framework to kind of understand my own journey. And, it, I, you know, it's helpful to know um, what's going on. Yeah, just to have that framework and to know that there's healing, but you can bring it into the light and um, that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, literally. Not only is there a light at the end of the tunnel, but it is your divine birthright to be in that light. It's not just for the privileged few. We just have to know to look for it and how to move towards it. So then does do all of those different inner child, are those sub-archetypes? They are variants of. So there's oh. the child archetype, but there's always going to be one version of the child archetype that we work with. So I work primarily oh. with wounded child just based on my upbringing. I see. While there are aspects of the other ones that I can be inspired by, they are not the variation that showed up in my life. Okay, I see. That makes sense but inner child everybody has inner child work inner, yes. child, inner child and shadow and in light okay yes absolutely i do can you clarify between boundaries you Said boundaries but not conditions yes so boundaries are about letting people know what you want conditions are letting them know that if you don't get what you want you will withdraw your love It's a subtle variation that most of us screw up a little bit because a lot of us felt conditional love in our own childhood because we were raised by imperfect human beings who didn't know this either because it certainly wasn't talked about in previous generations. (laughs) It's still only starting to be talked about now. So uh, boundary is I love that you're expressing your creativity and I would love for all the drawings you make to go on paper instead of on my wall. And then holding a child to that. Uh condition is you drew on my wall. I'm so mad at you. I don't want to even look at you right now. I just, I can't right now. I can't even deal with you right now. So my, I pull my love away because I'm disappointed, which means I'm making someone else responsible for my emotions. And I placed a condition on it versus I love you. Even when you draw on my wall, I can be angry and disappointed and still love you at the same time versus I can only love you when there's no disappointment in this relationship. And when we don't learn this, this will show up for us in romantic relationships, where we will think that because someone disappointed us, that must mean there's no love there. We've interpreted something as a condition, when what's really needed is we need to set some boundaries, we need to let them know what we want. That makes sense? Awesome question. And just so you know, I did an episode, you left, a little, I don't know, 20, 10 episodes ago, it's called, um, how to set boundaries without feeling like a dick. So if you wanted to get more information about boundaries, that's kind of my jam, uh, because yeah. I grew up in a world where I wasn't allowed to have boundaries as a child, my boundaries yeah. in my family were a threat. And so I learned through healing the wounded child archetype, how to take responsibility without blame and how to set boundaries without conditions. And so I talk a lot about them, but that's the, that's where you can get a recap of a bit more about that. I'm not good at it. So I could really use that lesson. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Most of us aren't good at boundaries. Most of us are not taught boundaries. Most of us are taught how to put up walls. You disappointed me. Fuck off. (laughs) We said it once. You're not in my life anymore. I just can't be friends with you. You trigger me. I'm done. Mm. See, my childhood was like, Oh, you crossed my bounty. Well, it must be because I wasn't good enough or I did something wrong or, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so we learn that there's something wrong with us for wanting to have a space in the world, for wanting to know that we exist. And when we think our whole journey is about making others happy, then at an energetic level, we don't exist. Until you have given voice to your wants, your needs, your desires, then on the energetic realm, you don't exist, which is why boundaries have to be set out loud. You have to actually give voice to what you want. You have to know what you want. You have to know how to ask for it in a way that's healthy. And in that episode, I talk about what's called the magic formula. And that's also something that I do cover in my training. We go into the linguistic patterns behind it, how to create that magical sense of connection with everyone you meet, how to know based on how someone is breathing, the clothes they're wearing, and the way their eyes move what way they process the world and how to connect with them authentically in a way that they understand that's i teach you that in eight days plus some techniques on how to help clear out all the wounds that get in your way and if you choose to work with others in the way of others but yeah if you want a fast track to healing your archetypes and bringing everything you thought was in shadow into the light without spending years of therapy that's where i teach it all to you in the training the podcast and circle is where i give you as much as i can (laughs) (laughs) Okay. <laughs> what well, if i can but there's something I, I just i can't give in this platform so if that's of interest to you please let me know and we can chat about what that might be and what's that one called <laughs> that is the btg coach practitioner training yeah and you'll actually learn how to bring aspects into the light actual tangible tools not just the concept of it but the how of it that's where i can teach that and if you so desire, you can then use it with others, which is what I do in my one-on-one practice. Um, or you can use it just for your self-healing, which is enough. Thank you again for joining me for this episode of the BTG Podcast, which stands for Bridge the Gap. With me, Jen Fable. Remember, if you want to experience my virtual healing circles in real time, visit www btgwellness.com slash circle. And of course, if you have any questions at any time, please know you're always welcome to reach out to me through social media or through my websites at btgwellness.com or through my coaching website, livelifeunbroken.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.